I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Will we keep it real? We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, Chris? Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. Yeah. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. You hear his voice? He's back in the building. I know it's been forever. When was the last time I was It's on? been a minute. Same thing. Was it Terry? Terry Copper thing Cop, was the last yeah. episode we did together, yeah. yeah. Um, it was months ago. Yeah. Finally finished with the show. We still can't yeah, talk yeah. about it. show is done, everyone. The <laughs> show is done. <clears throat> there might be another job, though. Good. Because my boss was like, oh, we got a side gig that we can throw you. It's real short room. Nice. Maybe six, eight weeks. Um, can't talk about that either. But uh, that won't start till next year, if it starts for me. That, just, um, that tells me you, you did a good job. He told me at the end, like he came in and said, I want to keep you on right now, mm-hmm. but you know I can't because of the money and the right. show, which you guys know about, mm-hmm. other reasons why. But I'm doing this thing. I think you'd crush it. Mm. Just let me know if you'd be cool, interested. And he told me what it was. And I was like, oh, I have the the art book on. It's a video game thing. Mm. He said, I have an art book on. He was like, and he was like, why do you have an art book on a game even played? <laughs> and, and, and I was like, Sometimes art looks cool, and I just want to get it <laughs> and look at it. You know, are you a photographer too? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm excited. I'm off. I mean, like, dude, you needed at least a little break. Dude, let me tell you, yeah. let me tell you right now. When I, I want to tell you what happened that last day, but, <laughs> um, but when I, on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know, I'm off because I was my, that, but Wednesday was my day, last day. Uh, in the room, I slept till like two in the afternoon. Really, I'm sure. And then I you know how it. we feel after we've been shooting all week or whatever. Bob, you come back and you're just done for two days. But I did it for like until Monday, mm. till like noon or two almost okay. every day. Mm-hmm. Well, I was like, I don't. Do I need to? I was like, what, I was like, what do I need to get up for? Mm. Do I need to get up for anything? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I have stuff to do. I have a lot of stuff to do. But oh, like yeah. I like. Like, 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 I so needed to sleep and just not have to worry about having to get up. Your body's been on um, for a straight year. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, for people who don't know, I, I was on my show for 60 straight weeks. Wow. Which is effectively three seasons. Uh, and it was wild. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm rested. I'm going to Chicago to see my parents. And, and then I'm going to a site, another vacation just to, like, Relax by the pool. You need some sun. Uh, I must say, yeah, find somewhere. I'm going. Oh, believe me, mm-hmm. I already got. I've I, I got the resort 
tickets last night. Where are you going to go? I'm going to Costa Rica. Okay, good it is. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I'm going what? down there for like a week, and then I'm just going to sit panda, by the panda, pool. Panda, 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 panda. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the anacondas the and shit. I'm just going to sit by the pool, man. It's crazy. It's just, uh, but you know, but I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm going to, I'm trying to plan for next year mm-hmm. really, really strongly. Um, I got a lot of stuff that I like just ready to roll with yeah. developing a TV project with a big screenwriter guy um, we're super excited the producers are super <coughs> excited mm-hmm. um, there's just a couple other things going um, I'm trying to f- just a lot but I just feel energized in a way I feel is the, the worst thing where, where like like where I am mm-hmm. is that you know, I, I had like four or five projects that I had to kind of just like back burner while I was on the show. Right. And I would kind of just, you know, I would tinker with things here or there, here or there, everything like that. And now that I'm off the show, I have like those four projects. I have two comic books that I want to go after. Also, if I want to go after and do. And now that I know I can do. And your tattoo movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and the tattoo movie, which is, oh, which is, I also met with some people about that oh, on right Wednesday. Here. Awesome. We're gonna try to get an actress to read over the holidays. Good, um, someone who'd be really dope uh, for Charlie, the, the white supremacist. Um, <laughs> he said it all nonchalantly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Undercover white supremacist. Um, but the thing is, is that like I'm in this spot where like my mind knows what I want to do creatively, mm-hmm. but. I don't have the like energy yet to really jump at a lot of things, you know. Like I need, like I so like you gotta regroup. Yeah, I gotta. I mean, like I so need to just like you know, because it's a, you know what I always say. You know, they say um, you know, you can burn out on the things you love. You know, for sure. And as much as I love all this stuff, um, I just need like I like even last night I was trying to do um, an outline for this comic book that I'm writing. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I just look at the page. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's stuff there, you know, and I was like, yeah, but what do I want to say? I just couldn't, I couldn't focus enough, right. you know? And I just feel like it's one of the, and this is like one of the first years where, I mean, it's, it's look, I think it's rare for someone to work on a show that that that, that many consecutive weeks. It's very rare. So, so I don't know what it's like to be on like a regular show and then have time off and be able to go, oh, I can relax and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I feel like everybody needs to really uh, take these like holidays, holiday times, last six weeks of the year, whatever it is, and really just kind of like don't. I mean, unless there's work to do, mm-hmm. you know, don't try to like, um, you know, you know, like uh, don't try to break yourself yeah. trying to prepare for the <laughs> next year. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times I would spend this time like working on new stuff like oh mm-hmm. I got new stuff I'm going to be ready for the January be ready for January you know, blah 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 and I'd, I'd work all the holidays you know mm-hmm. not like eight hours a day but I would work a lot mm-hmm. um, but now it's like I don't want to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though I do have to do these projects I mean I, I want to do them but I don't like have to, I burn it and I, and I don't <clears> need to mm-hmm. you know I do have some money sitting in the bank just, yeah. a, little, just a little bit um Feels good, doesn't it? Feel, it, it? You know, it feels. But it's one less burden, you know, off your brain. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I was telling Sheila when we came in. How you doing, Sheila? Hi, how you doing? Great. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> we'll introduce you in a second. That's why we call the rant room, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we just be going in. So here's here's a funny thing is, you know, I'm in like a really interesting place for myself right now too, where I have all these things happening, all these things going on, but nothing's getting signed. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's putting me in a predicament where I'm like, well, I'm ready to go back on the show, but my reps are like, well, you know, maybe it's not a good time. I'm like, they're like, well, what about all your developing? I was like, well, clearly that hasn't worked yet, so put me back on the fucking show. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they'll get me a meeting, I'll go on the meeting, I'll go to Showrunner, I'll go to Studio, I'll go to Network, and you know, it's between me and some other co-EP or whatever, and then I don't get it. And I'm like, so clearly I'm doing good, right? That's like auditioning and getting called back. <laughs> you know what I mean? You should be having me all out fucking every damn day. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Well, I mean, look, I mean, that's another <clears throat> issue about what's going on with, like, with my people. It's like, is that like I started telling them in, in August, because my, my contract was supposed to end in like September 10th. Right. Um, and I started telling them like a month out, let's start getting this next. You did. Can, you, can we do, can we get... And I got. I want to be on. Uh, there's other shows that are probably staffing up. Mm-hmm. Maybe starting January. And I have this. I have two pitches I want to go out with. You right. know. And they kind of like. They like equivocated on all these levels and kind of mm. put up these self-imposed roadblocks. Like mm. maybe now's not the time. Maybe you should wait till after Labor Day. Maybe you should do this. So you know, blah blah blah. Exactly what I was just, just all this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, but at the, but then at the same time, I'm like, but but and and then you're, and then he was one of the guys was like, well, like you don't want them to know that you're looking for another show when you're on a show right now. That I, I, I was like, what if you, I mean, you, aren't, aren't you come back next season? I kept telling them, there's no, no next, next season. season. There's yeah. no next season. <laughs> this is it for my <laughs> show particularly. Yeah. I knew early on when I signed on, there was gonna be no. There's only two seasons. Mm-hmm. It's done. And the, for some reason, it's, for some reason, it's like they didn't believe me. Mm. So now the show's over, and I don't have anything lined up mm. that they've helped me line mm-hmm. up. I got you know two, two other jobs, right. mm-hmm. you know. But but I just but I, I feel you about like you know you're. Not, it, it, I think their thing is oh yeah we have development we have we have these four or five projects you developed. I was like you know you took a lot of money from me the last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Do some fucking work for that shit. Right. You know, I right. want my money, and you gave back. it to him. Yeah, yeah. 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 They didn't get him the job. They gave him the job. I got a job. <clears throat> right. And now they're pushing me to do something else, and and to like you know like uh, sign with the agent. Like that. That like that was their thing. Like they got me more agent meetings than anything else. Okay. And that kind of pissed me off because I was mm. like, I mean, like there's no so 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 you guys. Like no, like you guys know of nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Like you basically know of nothing in town because in sixty weeks the two meetings that you got me were ones that I like pushed really fucking hard to say, can you get, can you get, can you get, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So I'm just like you guys know. So I'm just like oh, so you guys don't know, don't have an ear in the in the intel on what's going on in in the city. Mm-hmm. So that's like you know I gotta move on. I gotta move from them. But I but I feel you in terms of like the 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 the, the, the like trying to manage your reps and what you want to do and like get on a show because look you know there's so many opportunities right now right. and I feel like for you you know and for me it's the same thing. It's like we both wrote on genre shows as you know as black writers like i, I mean like the, like the two the two two eps on my show well my show on our ndp like have both said not <laughs> saying this like with any kind of like mouse or anything but 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 the, the, but but they were like you're a damn good black writer who does genre 
You wow. should be able to walk in, in, in to, to any room in town, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, because I didn't write a genre of, like like script to get on my show. Yeah. I gave them a, a, a straight drama yeah. to get on. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that tells me. But once they taught you, they realize quickly, oh, you know, the, all that about I can. Oh, right. yeah, that right. I can. But it's right. like the main thing, the main thing that everyone's worried about is, oh, uh, can you write? Mm-hmm. You know, because there, there's a woman on there's the the supervising producer on my show. She came from that show um, A for Anne on uh, you mm-hmm. know on is the, the, the is the Anna Green Gables remake mm-hmm. on Netflix on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so she wrote on that. Mm-hmm. She's not a science fiction person at all. Mm-hmm. You know, but Kirsten brought her on like like loved her writing and brought her on to write on Manifel to Earth, mm-hmm. and and literally, she hadn't even met with with my boss before like like the first her first day in the room was the first day she met the showrunner really wow. yeah yeah huh. because she's such a good writer mm-hmm. she, and she and and she knew nothing about science fiction she had never seen the series she none of it wow and, and and but the thing is is that the room was able to like bring her up to speed mm-hmm. and she spent off time like like watching back episodes yeah. so it's a misnomer to think that you need to have a sample that is within the That's what I keep telling my rep. It's true. It's the wheelhouse. And and let me just add yeah, this yeah, yeah, really yeah, quick. Yeah. Here's the other issue I'm having is is sorry, yeah. I was totally apologize. Jump in whenever, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Here's the cool thing that I here's the one thing I keep having an issue with. So I have a lot of pilot scripts and I have a lot of feature scripts. And you know, depending on what you're submitting, that might work better for said project. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, okay, submit that pilot, but I'm telling you, this is a historical thing. You should submit my blah, blah, blah. Just tell them to read the first 30 pages. Like mm-hmm. something, they will see I can understand the tone and the terror and right. the whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'll get to the meeting thinking they read the thing and they hadn't even read it. And I'm like, oh, they didn't even read that yet. I'm like, oh, did you guys read? Oh, no, no, we haven't even had, no, we just, all we got was, and I'm like, Oh, oh, they got the wrong pilot. Okay, okay, they the only stuff. read the, the pilot. He didn't submit the whatever, whatever. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I'm just like, dude, you're killing me right now. That's frustrating. No, it's terrible. It's terrible. I mean, you know, it's like there's a project now that like I, I'm up. I mean, I don't know what the deal is with my riffs. That's why I'm, I'm sending an email today. But it's like in August, I heard about this project that I knew I could that that I was gonna spec. It was mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's a historical piece. Mm-hmm. It's about you know it's, it's about like a real life figure. I was gonna spec this exact section of his life, mm-hmm. and I was gonna write do it right before I got on my show. Yeah. I didn't have time. I heard that they were doing it. I said, call them, see if they're still taking meetings. Yeah. And they were like, well, they, they you know they're they, they, like, you know well they've been meeting all year, so they're kind of like slowing it down. I said, <clears> whoa, <throat> you need to tell them this mm-hmm. about me. I said these four things that make me probably different than anybody else who's, who's pitching on this. Right. Because I've met the man. <laughs> no one else I've oh, met. I know you're talking about. No yeah, one else yeah, I've yeah. met the man, but I've right. met the man. Right. Person's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a script that is of that time period, of that like it fits it perfectly. Yeah. And then they wrote back and they said, "Oh, okay, we sent it, and they like want to read you." Okay. And they read me, and they were like, "We we want to meet with you." Okay. And then some shit happened, and still got the meeting. The director, producer, financier wants to be involved, be heavily involved in the development process. Mm. Fine, they're but he, busy. But he was shooting a movie, mm. and he was like, "I'm busy." I was like, "But I can meet with you guys." Mm-hmm. 
the development people to see if you guys know if if the take that I'm gonna give you is the right take. Right. And my <laughs> managers like couldn't for they just like slopped it off, slopped it off for like let's see, August, September, October, November. Wow. F- four months. Wow. They call the pressure company calls my my managers on Monday hmm. and they're like, Does he still wanna like talk about this project? Hmm. I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> Give me the, and the, so as if they never talked to them. That's what it sounds like. Right. Oh, does this guy still want to do this thing? That's doesn't it sound like yeah. that to yeah, you? Yeah, it's like you didn't you didn't <laughs> even bring it up. It, you know, and uh, uh, well, I mean, they told me they did a couple of times trying to get at me. There's oh, they're busy, blah blah blah, and they don't want to meet. And then, but the, but and so then I'm like, <clears throat> that was on Monday. Hmm. It was this past Monday. Hmm. On Friday, I'm like, where's the where's the meeting? Hmm. We're still waiting for avails, and I was like. No, 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 no. I'm so I'm, I'm sending them an email today. Mm-hmm. I want you to know. I, look, you wait till three o'clock tomorrow, Monday, and then you call them and find out. You know, it's like I, I realize my biggest problem with my people is they're timid mm. or the, or or they're like afraid to like push. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, let me ask you and you. Please, they forwarded me some stuff for, about the project. Mm-hmm. With the email of the exec on, like, in the email. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I should email the exec myself. Hmm. Oh, that's tough. I, yeah. Well, I've never really been in that situation. so I haven't been in situation either, so I'm I, trying to figure it out. I don't know. Like, I mean, I feel like on the one hand, if, if your team isn't getting you what you want, like, at the end of the day, they, they kind of work for you. Like, even though it's a partnership, right. like... You're the person. Like I don't. I don't think it would be terribly inappropriate if you emailed the exec like politely to ask. But I don't know. <laughs> I think. I think you have to go through the protocol first. Like, had you had met them and then you were yes. in the emails. Yeah. I think that's the that thing. would be the proper protocol. Yeah. Because um, now it's coming out of who is this again? Even though they probably kind of know you to an extent, mm-hmm. but still would be like. Oh, this is weird. Now you're crossing the line over the eight. Right, because you, yeah. Yeah, so, so you kind of put them in a predicament? Yeah, see, I can't. So, so uh, I would say reach out like you planned, give them the three o'clock time frame, say reach out to them tomorrow, whatever. I need you guys to do this thing now. I don't want to lose this job, whatever it is. I want a job. <clears throat> I want this lined up before I make any other decision about right. next year. I want, before I can go on vacation, I want to know if I'm right. meeting with them. Yeah, this is a passion project. Passion to me. project for mm-hmm. me. Because here's the thing. I talked to a few people, who a few other writers I know have have have, have worked up for this, and they oh, st- yeah. they're still in in consideration, and they kind of told me what their take was, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that's actually good. That's a good. That's, that's a good take. That, that's <laughs> kind of, that, there's, they both kind of told. They both told me mm-hmm. what I was thinking about when I was going to spec it. When I was outlining going to spec, but I had got this DVD. It was Blu-ray in the mail, and when I was putting it on the shelf to put it after I watched it. I noticed another movie that I that I had for a long time, and I was like, oh, "That movie mm. structure is would kill for this mm. project, mm-hmm. and it's a version of the story that I don't think anybody would it would consider. Right. But I think it fits better for what the story really is. And this movie that I, I I'll tell you offline. Um, um, when it came out, it came out the same year that Roma came out. Watch well, everyone. It's a movie called Cold War. It's a movie mm-hmm. called Cold War. 
Um, and um, when I, it was one of those points, it was right when I was dissolved the thing with Will and was frustrated. And I was like, oh, what am I doing? I'm not going to do it. I'm just like, what's my, what's the version I'm going to do when I right. do by itself? I saw this movie and I was like, oh, this is why I love movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They help this you. This is yeah. why mm-hmm. I love movies. And it, and it, and it wasn't anything about the story's an amazing story, <clears throat> but it's such an unconventional structure that I was like, and I love movies that have unconventional structure because you don't know because you don't really know what's happening. Right. You can't. Mm-hmm. You it's can't, not linear. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, you you can't get ahead of the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's writers and everyone who works in the industry. It's really fat. It's really you can really get ahead of the story. You just kind of know, but you couldn't get ahead of the story. And I was like, and I just <laughs> and it was just and I'm just captivated. You know, it's like and I and I just filed it away. Right. But I saw the case and I was like. <laughs> And there's another. There's two other movies that I thought about too. That yeah. I was like, oh, I know how to do this in a way that will blow everyone's mind. Yeah. I, but but the thing is, I need to know if they are open to doing something a little different. That's yeah. a little different. Mm-hmm. It's so it's it's more faithful mm-hmm. to what they have than probably what they know they have, right. mm-hmm. which is a weird thing to say. But it's like I've been wanting to do this story for. I, I don't know, the book the got the book the, the the autobiography is based off I read the, that three times. Mm. I know the story. I know so much about it, and I've just thought about it a lot. And there's always mm. some things that that didn't really fit with me. Like I don't know, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. It's just I don't know, movies. Uh, it's kind of tricky. But then I realized, oh, there's another way to do this right. because mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> but I but I don't know how to get the meeting. So that's the things bother me right now. But I, I feel the same thing you're going through. It's like. I can't get my reps to send the right stuff because it's like the script I I sent in, mm-hmm. you know, my Orson Welles thing, mm-hmm. you know, which they, which when I signed with them, I said, here's the script I have. They didn't give me no feedback, nothing. nothing. Mm-hmm. Didn't even acknowledge that they read it. Right. You know, wow. same thing with the tattoo thing. Mm-hmm. Really, that one too. Wow. They Crazy. read it and then then they, they said, oh yeah, this is interesting, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> interesting. I hate interesting as feedback because what does that mean? <laughs> unfortunately, we've done episodes about you know giving notes. Mm-hmm. That's not how you give a note. No, you know, or feedback is not how you give no, feedback. feedback. No, yeah. no, you know what I mean? but 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 then I was talking with an, uh, talking with an, someone else, the, another manager the other day, and I was telling about my disgruntlement. I'm gonna I'm gonna sign with this guy, um, and he was like, "Well, you got to look at it this way." There's two types of managers in this business. Mm-hmm. There's managers who really love developing with clients, really work hard and do that. And then, and they might be former agents, but they still like like are very into the material and <clears throat> just getting in there. And he's like, and then there's managers who who manage to produce. They're basically producers who couldn't get the producing thing going. Because it's a full-time job being a producer, mm-hmm. and they just and then they bring on a stable of writers to support them while they're trying to find the project that they want to produce. Mm. And those producers, I mean, sorry, those managers might not respond to your material, not because it's not good, it's because it's something that that is either too hard for them to produce 
or they just don't want to produce it. This is not for them. It, mm. it, like, like, oh, like, I don't spend like, you know, like, like the next two, three years on this mm. project. They, they don't have the resources yeah. to, to reach, the, you yeah. know, the contacts to help you, you know, move yeah. that forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're more this lane as opposed to that lane or whatever it is. But, yeah, it's interesting. Um, again, Sheila, <laughs> we're 23 minutes in. All, All right. right. So let's, no, no, it's fine. This show is called The Rant Room for a reason. And and would the reason the way this show started, Sheila, just so you know, mm-hmm. is we used to teach at Organization Black Screenwriters, um, me and some other people back in the day, and we would just be huddling after and just doing like what we were doing for the last 20 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, talking about the industry, whatever. And eventually it got to a point where I realized I couldn't really get up and speak in front of everybody and say mm-hmm. the things I wanted to say. So this became an extension of that. Oh, cool. And so, yes, you are a guest and we appreciate having you. Some <laughs> Sometimes, you know, the mood, he's going to, I'm going to, we just needed to talk about some Listen, shit. I'm down for a rant <laughs> any day. Let's go. So, so somebody hopefully got some game out of that. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's what it's about. And we, one thing I love about myself and Chris, we try to put it on the table. Mm-hmm. We tell you the truth, you know, about our experiences. And it's not always as pretty as people think it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like our industry is pretty messy as a whole. Yeah. So <laughs> respect, guys. Right. It's good. But also I think that <clears throat> everyone has their veneer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all keeping up appearances. And mm-hmm. uh, we only promote the pretty shit. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know? I mean, but look, I mean, like, you know, like some people really have made a good, um, a good habit of like being uh, honest as possible. You know, like um, Selwyn mm-hmm. has put a couple of things in the last six months on mm-hmm. Twitter. Yeah. Been really fascinating yeah. about like just the ups and downs, but more about the downs right. and like how to survive. We're going to have him on the show. Yeah. I was waiting for whenever watching the black drops, but there's no reason we can't just bring him on. But yeah. Well, but he's in. <laughs> he's back. He was in. Um, Iceland. Iceland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Location. <laughs> I believe so he's back. Cool. I believe he's back. Or he thinks he's done from there and somewhere else. I think because they were scouting. Oh, they probably got to go scout the Caribbean for that for for for, for that yeah, Caribbean shit. Yeah. <laughs> Cold to hot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> if anyone doesn't know, Selwyn Hines is doing uh, a- adaptation of a of a fantastic oh, book a called book. Washington Black. It's about a uh, uh, a slave who escapes with the help of like. The his master's cousin, brother, brothers, master's, and this it's so soft in the Caribbean somewhere. I don't mm-hmm. know where. We can't remember what island now. We're gonna know. And then he like, and and he's being chased by slave hunters from the Caribbean to, you know, to North America. And then and then for him to get away, he kind of goes up to like Antarctic, I'm sorry, the Arctic Circle, trying to hide. And well, the, it, the the brother who's a slave master. Builds those. What they, what's that big air it's, balloon it's thing? Like a, it's like a. It's like a um, hot air balloon. What they call um, it? Uh, it's like a zeppelin. Like yeah. oh. like, like he builds zeppelins and air sh- builds airships. Yeah, he so builds cool. airships. And he realizes that this slave isn't just a slave. He's actually super smart and understands math, and mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. can teach him how to do things. So in order to build this thing, he needs one. You you can't just do it with one person. You mm-hmm. need two components or whatever it is. So he becomes his other component. And they do it in the, it, and, so and, and, and they do it in this. They do it yeah. in secret because yeah. they go up to the mountains or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Build yeah, this thing. There's still like a, a coffee or a sugar plantation where they're working mm-hmm. at, and he mm-hmm. like sneaks them off, and they got to do all this kind yeah, of stuff. They bring in other slaves, mm-hmm. and they, yeah. they build this thing. And mm-hmm. one day they it's hit like the road. To, it's like time to go, and, it's a, and it becomes this adventure thing yeah. around the way. So it's good. Crazy. So good. That is it's awesome. Crazy. I can't wait to yeah, watch. 
Washington, Washington <laughs> Black. It's gonna yeah, be dope. I think um, so, I think it's Hulu's doing it. I, I think it's Hulu. Maybe maybe NBC. Is it Amazon? No, it's Hulu or NBC because okay. it's Hulu. It's Hulu. Yeah, because okay. um, your boy uh, he's proofing with um. Sterling, st- st- right? Sterling, you're right. St- Sterling. Mm-hmm. Sterling. Right, right. Like he has a deal. What the hell's his name? Sterling, Sterling K. Brown. Oh, Sterling K. Brown. Yes, Sterling right. K. Brown. Right. And, yeah, and he has his deal at NBC, which is connected to. The- yeah, because I know um, some of the writers who are on the. We all know some of the writers who are on the show um, for sure. Yeah, so we're definitely gonna have Selvin on the show. Um, so anyway, so with that, you guys are grown. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to the show. So today. Uh, we got my girl, little sis in the building, Sheila Wilson, writer herself. Look at her over there trying to be all shy and shit in here, yip yapping with us earlier. Now she's shy again. <laughs> I can't help it, guys. I'm painfully awkward, but I'm really happy to be here. So thank you for having me. Um, but I wanted to have you on the show for a number of reasons, Sheila. Um, let me just tell the listeners a little bit about how I know you. Um, one of the first times I remember seeing you i think i can't remember if you came to one of our meetings at the cbw the committee of black writers of the writers guild um because i know michelle has a lot of her students you were one of her students i believe yes were you yes. ucla or which one were you afi, AFI. she was okay. my feature teacher nice. really yeah <clears throat> and so she would always bring in some of her favorite students to come hang and listen to see what we're doing <clears throat> so i remember seeing you there and then um michelle and um why am I forgetting her name? Who puts on the holiday soul? That's oh, goodness. Wendy. Wendy mm-hmm. Calhoun. Um, I was I was joking with Sheila earlier. Mm-hmm. I I remember you, you know, coming in to assist and you know to anywhere they needed you, picking up boxes or moving things or whatever and furniture, or whatever. And but what I saw was something Chris and I talk about all the time when we're talking about our PAs or our assistants or whatever. That person who does more. You know what I mean? So. I think it was a year later or something. You got you got a show or whatever, and I was like, "Oh, this bitch ain't playing," <laughs> you know. And they say, "I know she was sitting there and she was a member." You know what I mean? So it's like all that stuff happens, and so and eventually we'll get into it. She's the one who came up with the black book, mm-hmm. which is what we have for our thing. Which I can update you know? with my information because yes, yeah, she yes, better. <laughs> please update your entry in the black yeah. book. Like I try to do it every like three months. <laughs> Just well, to be yeah, well I, I mean, I mean, I've been wanting to do it for a minute, but I was like, I'm on the show still. I'm on the show still. I can't, I can't do it. I'm on the show. That's but fair. now that I'm not, right. so I'm updated. Um, no, but look, here's the thing. I kind of remember you too. I think from that that one of the I guess one of the last Hollywood Souls we did, mm-hmm. which was a while ago, because it was pre-pandemic, and then before that, it, we had that that the, the agency thing. So we did. It's been a minute, maybe yeah. 2017, maybe or something like that. Um, but um, I appreciate the thing with the black book. I really appreciate a lot that you do that. You. you know, I think that um, you know, like being on my show, watching mm. what the writers' PA did. Wow. Mm. I mean, she get hired in a minute. She's dope. She was dope as shit. She mm. did so much shit that I was. She's a writers' PA and a writers' assistant. Both were amazing. Oh, okay, so you, both okay. were amazing, but just right. someone who's a PA it was like, mm-hmm. you know, who's not not in the room. Right. I mean, she come in whenever she wanted, but she had shit to do. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but just the work that you do, it's like, okay. like you got to like, be organized. You oh, yeah. like you organized, but mm-hmm. you do stuff that like you. Um, it's just there's stuff that she would do that like I didn't even. I, I mean, look, 
I remember one time we were going somewhere to lunch, and I was like, ah, like I was like, I was like, I love this place, but what did I get last time? Mm-hmm. She was like, Oh, let me check my spreadsheet. I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa you got a spreadsheet <laughs> of what we ordered? That's smart. <laughs> From each yeah. place? That's smart. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like she was so. I mean, right. and and you might say, well, What does that mean? How, like, how does that translate to being a good writer? But it just shows that she's thorough. She's yep. gonna go the extra mile. Yep. She's gonna find some detail, someplace, somewhere mm-hmm. that somebody forgot. Because right. mm-hmm. everybody forgets some shit on the, on the show. Like, oh, what are mm-hmm. we doing here? What are we doing? What? Are we, blah, blah, blah. I got it. I got it. Yeah. You know. And then and then like and then like that's, that's the key to being yeah. in the room. Yeah, that's it. Help yeah. your showrunner. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Show make the room go easier. Yeah. Because I because I remember like our writers assistant got a false COVID test. Ooh. And and then they wouldn't let her on for like a week. Hmm. And then the and, and so then the writer's PA just stepped in and was like, mm-hmm. you know, it was just um, so it's just a testament of the work that you did. People noticed it. Yeah, they really noticed it, and that's and it helps you jump. You know, mm-hmm. so for sure. Um, I always tell people this, Sheila. People are watching. The little things you think people aren't doing, people are 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 checking you out. Yeah. <clears throat> Chris and I um, a few years ago had our friend Gino. Um, 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 Chris asked him to come and assist us on on uh, a film that we made. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> now he's already you know a filmmaker in his own right, but he came and was just anywhere we needed him. He was just doing his shit. Yeah. And so years later, now he's you know working on shows and directing episodes of TV, mm-hmm. we're not surprised he had that thing. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we, and, and I always tell people, don't, don't ask people to assist them on their project if you're just going to stand around and look around and take photos. Mm-hmm. Be the guy, the girl who grabs a box. You see somebody needs something, they're picking up wires, go grab it. Mm-hmm. Help them. You know what I mean? Be that person who's assisting and that's what I saw in you. Oh, cool. You know Thank what I mean? you. So. I mean, to be honest, like during all the holiday soul stuff, I was just excited to be there because <laughs> <laughs> Michelle was um, at AFI. She was my only black teacher. I didn't right. have any other black professors right. there. And so when she was like, I'm going to invite you to this thing I was like (gasps) I was was so excited so like part of it was just me being eager to like get in there and and try to help because Mm -hmm. I I never expected her to invite me to something like that let alone let me help out so (laughs) I was thrilled but but here's the thing about that right you don't know when someone's gonna give you something um, that's that like that's like an unexpected gift right Mm -hmm. and you know with gifts it's like you can take it and appreciate what it is but you can take it appreciate and show the person the appreciation yes you know and that's mm-hmm. the thing i mean like so much of it it's just you know you notice so much we harbor this so much but like you know like everything is about um who you want to work with mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. like like who makes the thing go smooth because right. like when it's fucking insane mm-hmm. and, and here's the thing I can speak from insanity on a different level <clears> than <throat> most people um, you need people there to kind of like you know that that lessen the intensity of it mm-hmm. right. you know because that's the thing that my boss used to say to me a lot of times he used to say you're my favorite person in the room mm. like constantly because he'd come in and have he did this this broken look. But you on would his make face. him laugh. You I'd would make him that. laugh. Yeah. I mean, I do all this, but but I but I wouldn't just do that. Like like I, like I'd have something interesting to say mm-hmm. as well, you know. Um, but I, but yeah, you know, because because everyone else is just like, 
and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I just, I mean, shit. So where where you where you from? And yeah, how, where, how where you, where you from? Kidding? Yeah. <clears throat> so I am from Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, okay. So well, Southern like, girl. Yes. What's your I, accent? <laughs> I know that's what everyone says. I don't have an accent, but <laughs> it's funny. Like I should have one because I'm from like I'm not necessarily from the city proper. Like my family and I kind of lived on the outskirts okay. of the city, and so, so was it more rural? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. You would think you would definitely have an accent than being out there. Right? <laughs> But I, I don't know. I, I just never, I never developed one, or I That's lost fun. it. Maybe like <laughs> going no, to college. No, 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 no. You would have one because, because my mom's father is from Louisville. Oh, cool. And 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 he had a he had an accent. Did he? Um, mm-hmm. And so did his mom. I met his my grandmother when I was younger. I was like. <laughs> this talk, what is this talk? This this damn Mark Twain isms I keep hearing. What the hell is going on? Mark Twain, I'm wow. dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where I'm from, and I like we lived. My parents like we lived in a predominantly white neighborhood. Okay. And so I spent oh, that's a lot why of no accent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I spent a lot of time like being the only black girl in the neighborhood, and mm. like. I think that's why I watched a lot of television and movies mm-hmm. because it was sort of the place where I saw myself reflected the most, mm-hmm. right. you know, like right, right, right. other black people on screen. And so I, I think that's that's kind of where the writing thing started and that's where I became um, interested. And I did, did... Did she mention to you that she's like you? She's a big video game head? I'm a huge you? gamer. I'll tell you the game I'll, that I might do like later. Okay, I'll, yes. I'll, I off when we're yeah. not <clears throat> doing the yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, I did a lot of theater in high school um and then i ended up going to columbia college chicago for like film oh, in yeah. general um, okay mm-hmm. oh cool good for our <laughs> director he's done episodes of snowfall the finale last year's finale mm-hmm. he's, he's from he went to, he went there oh wow mm-hmm. that's dope um but yeah i i went there and i just did i didn't really like major in writing specifically because mm. i didn't know what i wanted to do i just knew i loved theater and i loved movies and i wanted to do something in that so i took like directing classes and cinematography classes and production design like i tried mm. everything um but writing ended up being the thing that stuck mm. um and so i applied to afi out here for writing and i like ended up getting in crazily that's, <laughs> awesome. that's awesome um and so so my parents helped me like I just sold my stuff and just moved out here in 2015. Okay, I got to ask you a question. Yes. This is a question I've been asking people lately. You haven't <laughs> heard me do this, Chris. How much money did you move to LA with? Oh god, nothing other than like my scholarship <laughs> to AFI. I didn't have anything. <laughs> the reason I ask this, and Chris and I we talk about this all the time. Most of us moved here with like 1500 2000 you know what I mean they don't come people are like oh I need 10 20 grand before I'm like you're gonna be waiting forever mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean if you really want it you just make a way yeah you know what I mean because that's why I'm always curious I don't when we came out here I had 1700 bucks in me I had a chunk of change because I had been working at an investment company before mm-hmm. I came out here for a little bit mm-hmm. but I know it's like maybe five G's, okay. not a lot. Right, not and then we're talking over twenty years ago, so it yeah. probably went a little further it, it, than that. It did go further. <clears throat> um, 
But like, I immediately had to get a job when I got out here right. because mm-hmm. it was like, hey, we want first month, last month's rent. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's all my money. <laughs> that's all my money. Yep. Literally, it was like I, <laughs> like I sold my stuff, and then my parents, which they don't have crazy jobs. Like my mom is a preschool teacher on disability, right. and my <laughs> my dad didn't go to college, so like they like helped me, and then with the money I had from everything I sold, like I paid for my rent. Just enough, right? Just enough, and then. <laughs> I got my school money and I was like, well, this is what I have to survive on, I guess. Uh, okay, so, 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 so two things I, 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 you said that I thought that was fascinating. One, so you did your, your undergrad at, at Columbia mm-hmm. and then you, and, and then was there any time between that and AFI? No, it, so I can tell you the story of how I ended up kind of at AFI. Um, so like I said, I took classes in Columbia at like doing everything because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I took a screenwriting class. And one day my teacher like pulled me aside after class and she was like, hey, you know, I think you're really talented. I like your work and I think you could be successful. And there's this school in LA called AFI mm. and I think you should apply. And if you do, I'll pay your application. Fee. And I was like, thank you. What a cool teacher. Love <laughs> so that's how I ended up. And I, it was like, literally I graduated from Columbia in the spring of mm. 2015. And then the I was in the, the fall. fall. I was in AFI. See, that's, an, that's yeah. amazing because a lot of people go to AFI after they've, um, uh, they've done some stuff. Mm-hmm. They like, I mean, they've been, yeah, they already have a resume. They have a resume. Mm-hmm. They've been in some industry. Mm-hmm. They, there's a lot of people do it. Like they've been, it's like, usually even in their thirties, right? Or yeah. in there, you know, um, so they've like, they've, I mean, some people I know have been to USC film school and, and then go there. Oh, so right. it's yeah. a lot, it's not like a, it's a kind of a, it's kind of an interesting feat to mm-hmm. be able to go in at like 22, 23 kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> It just obviously it's a testament of of, of 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 your talent and your uh, perseverance and creativity oh, because because you. you wouldn't you, you gotta can, there's a lot of people who who, who want to get into that slot particularly at that time mm-hmm. the 2015 so we're looking at a time when there's it's there's more uh, there's more people. In terms of in terms of diversity of talent, trying to get in, because oh, yeah. when I came out here at that mm-hmm. time, I only knew of like white guys going there, and maybe like one or two white women that right. you who then been on to be like these major fucking filmmaker mm-hmm. kind of things had gone there, like uh, you know. So it's just so the difference is because then it's like now you got a lot more people to compete against, and they're also trying to be more selective because they know we we gotta because it's it's a conservatory. It's not it's not a like a grad school or something right. like that. So it's a little, it's a little, di- for those who don't know, it's a little different in terms of how it's like set up and mm-hmm. everything like that. And it's got a, it's got an interesting campus up there and like, was yeah. it on Western, like Western mm-hmm. turns in Los Fields Boulevard? Like right mm-hmm. next to Griffith Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, okay, that's cool. That's cool. So you got in, which is great. You And that's how you meet Michelle. Yes. That's great. Um, so you started off, you were going to do features. Well, I, I, yeah, because I didn't have any experience writing for television right. at Columbia. Like we just learned like films and, and mm. short films. Right. So AFI was my first, um, I guess, sort of introduction to TV writing because mm-hmm. we had television classes and we did comedy and drama. And I've never been a 
big comedy writer. Like everything mm. I write is depressing, <laughs> but, but but I learned like a lot of um, TV structure mm. and just a lot of the ways in which TV is different from film, but also a lot of the ways in which it's very similar, especially right. like now in terms of TV being even more you know cinematic and, right. and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I always liked doing features, and now I I work mainly in TV, and mm. I I like both. So <laughs> there you go. Chris, Chris and I both write both. You know what I mean? I think I think a lot of the writers we're meeting now. I don't meet too many writers who don't do both. Mm-hmm. You know, now in this well, climate. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was having a discussion with with Chandis Jackson mm-hmm. yesterday, and there was I guess there was some big thing on the writers guild thing about the state of the feature industry that right. was earlier in the day. And he said, "Oh, we on." I was like, "No, I didn't. I didn't even know about it. I didn't even get an email. Oh, maybe I did. Maybe I didn't look at it." But I said to him, and he was saying oh, it was really hard, and it's like they have these um, these round tables, which are basically like the, like their writers' rooms for features. So, mm-hmm. which they did with the Marvel films, they did with the Transformers films. <clears throat> and I was telling him, I, I, I was like, he, he he was he was wondering. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But I was like, you know what? I don't see myself as a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. I was like, I only write movies that I want to direct. I don't write stuff that's on spec or anything right. like that. So this is this is why I why I, I don't have a huge library of films, mm-hmm. of screenplays written because it's like I'm only going to write what I want to do, mm-hmm. and that means it's a whole different kind of like criteria on how like an oh, be a cool idea, yeah, but I don't want to direct it. So, I don't, oh, right. so and, mm-hmm. and and so then I don't write it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or something that I do want to you know like like direct. It's like I might spend a long time trying to get it right because mm-hmm. it's like I'm going to do it. Um, but that's where I feel like because the, the film industry is such a weird place yeah. where it's like you know no one wants to make movies before before the pandemic like like nobody did right. they kind of had to but nobody really did mm-hmm. it's too much of a gamble um, and then now no one even wants to go to the movies so it's like well, so fuck that I'm going to see yeah. West Side Story yeah. now. that's all I know <laughs> it looks really good though oh my god really you know what a friend of mine was in town two weeks ago or we, yeah, two weeks ago um, and we saw the French Dispatch because hmm. um, he's a big he used to live in town big movie guy and hmm. I hadn't seen I really hadn't seen him in like since three years more years so we saw the French Dispatch hmm. and in the this is the first time he'd been in a movie theater mm. in two years Oof. because actually, actually, even because he's got just as a newborn, so mm. he didn't want to get a chance to like even watch movies anymore. Right. Um, and we saw the trailer for West Side Story. Um, Pedro. have you seen the two minute version? Yeah, that's what we saw. Yeah, ah. we saw that. I was like, this watching, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, saw, we saw that. We saw the one for Pedro Amotavar's like new film, mm. um, and other stuff I don't really remember mainly because those two movies are like oh what the fuck is this shit I'm gonna see this I mean it's so I think the most beautiful thing about Spielberg's West Side Story is how it looks it looks it beautiful looks gorgeous it just looks beautiful gorgeous I'm like, that's, I was like that's what motion picture it's the picture. choices he makes that's mm-hmm. motion picture film mm-hmm. we ain't fucking out this digital shit mm-hmm. and that shit looks beautiful Mm. The other stuff I saw, I don't remember because it all kind of looks the same, mm. you know. But I think like Amotavar did his thing in film too. It's just like that's what I love about movies. Mm-hmm. But it's sad that that is a weird, it's disappearing in a weird way, you yeah. know. Because I because I saw um, 
Is it even out yet? Is King yeah. Richard even out in the theater? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. so we saw it on HBO Max or something. I saw it on HBO Max because yeah. um, I was too tired to go to yeah. the theater. I actually really liked it, personally. Um, it was, I, it was I long, th- but I liked it. I actually think it's the best movie I've seen all year. It was so good. You know, mm-hmm. emotionally. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And it's a heart. It's yeah. heart. Totally. Yeah. It's not directed totally. well, mm-hmm. but... Um, <laughs> it's just not. Who directed that? I, 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 it was a female, wasn't it? No, it was a guy. Oh, okay. He did. Um, I don't know what he did before, but um, I, I just it's just not. Um, um, but it was so good. Like emotionally, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Like like there, there's a scene in there, which I'm not going. This won't ruin anything. When Will was having an argument with Angelina Ellis in the kitchen. That's the best scene. Oh God, yes. That's Powerful. The be- that's the best scene I've seen all year, mm-hmm. in, in 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 anything, because this is a scene that you feel the that that they're having a little argument and you feel like she's gonna fall into this expected black woman. You've put a lot of pressure on me and you're not giving me any kind of respect. Kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. like 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 like. That's her point of view on like it, like the trope, yeah, the trope. Right. And then she turns around at the end, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Fuck, yeah, fuck, yeah." Yeah, there's some great writing fuck. in there. Where's her Oscar now? Because <laughs> that's right. just that one scene. Mm-hmm. She's great in the rest of the movie too, mm-hmm. but that one yeah, scene. She has agency. I was telling a lot of agency. Time. She has a lot of a lot yeah. of stuff. I mean, I mean yeah. that that scene. I mean, I would I want to talk about that movie. Fuck you, fuck it, motherfuckers have time to watch that shit. So um, <laughs> yeah, you can talk yeah, about they, it. The, 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 the scene where he tells um, the coach, "So I'm not gonna let them, you know, like right. keep playing. We're gonna hold them off." Mm-hmm. And then and and she says to him, "Just because we're partners doesn't mean you can't talk to me or something like that." Mm-hmm. When she's like, "Let's know, like, mm-hmm. oh no," she says, "Like, like, like, like my face says I have to be a good partner." Yes. But mm-hmm. you know, don't you you know, like embarrass him, embarrass me like that right. again? And I was like, ooh, right. like that scene. Right. And it's like it's the scene because it's it's like she's showing him, don't do that again. But she didn't take his manhood away in yes. doing it, right. and it was really fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I didn't know much about his story. I knew a little bit, but I didn't know. But but when he about to shoot that one guy who whooped his ass, <laughs> and, and then bang, I was I like. Was like oh, Shot him. Wow. You would have shot him. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but you would have shot him. But it gave him. you he he earned that to yeah. that point oh, to of me. Of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course. We were cheering for him than to fucking go shoot him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And thank God it did it, it happened the way it did. But but we knew we, I, that dude was gonna and then later on you saw that the younger guys were kinda like, Come on, man, quit fucking with him. You know, yeah. blah blah blah. So now they took over right. and then they were like, We got you. Yeah, we got mm-hmm. you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a great scene too. It was good. Yeah. It was good. See, they gave them some agency too. That's the thing about it, is that that they're like for like writing wise mm-hmm. It's such a. It's so well written. Oh yeah. Like it's insanely well written. Yep. And you know, I mean, I was talking with someone the other day about Will Smith, and I was like, before I saw the movie, I was like, I can't think of a movie since Ali since he gave a really great performance. Hmm. All the stuff he did with the with the Italian guy, like nine pounds and the concussion, and mm-hmm. it, there was something about it that felt like I. I felt him acting. Yep. That, that, although, you know? the, just to show, I know we're all off you record, but that moment in, what's the movie, the moment he does with the, the zombies, whatever they're called, you know what I'm talking about? I am legend. I am yeah. legend. The moment with him and the dog and he had to kill it, that, that dude, got me. Dude. That got me. That's one of the best <laughs> scenes ever. That, I love that, that movie. Me. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, oh, oh I can tell you. I, I, I can tell you something about that. So remind me about that. I, I got one. I'm not gonna say it out loud. I'm gonna you remind me. I'm All right, done. we'll talk about yeah. it after. Um, so Sheila, let me, let me let me just ask you this. So how did you get from AFI mm-hmm. to working on a show? Yeah. So I I graduated, and again, I feel like this is part of the what year? What year did you graduate? 2017. Okay. Yeah. Um, two year program. So one of the privileges of going to AFI is that upon graduation, there's an event called um, Pitch Fest, right? Where they invite like studio people Mm -hmm. and like agents and managers and different people for you to like pitch the work that you've done at AFI over the course of the two years for the writers. Mm -hmm. Um, And so during Pitch Fest, like Pitch Fest was fine, but afterwards I got an email from a Pitch Fest attendee who is a manager Mm -hmm. and he emailed like half of the class and he was like, hey, you know, if you're getting this email, then that means you were at Pitch Fest, but you didn't get to pitch to me. Mm. Um, but I would, I'm still interested in reading your work. So like, send me what you think is your favorite script and you know, maybe I'll get that back was cool to you. Of him. Yeah, very dope of him. Mm. Um, so I did what I assume the rest of my classmates did, like mm. sent in one of my little pilots that I had written and kind of forgot about it. And literally that weekend, he got back to me like immediately. And he was mm. just like, I, I really like the script. Like I want to meet with you. Mm. Um, so I ended up meeting with him and then I had a couple of other um, like manager meetings that came out of Pitch Fest but um, this guy that emailed me we ended up like what was supposed to be like a 20 minute meeting turned into like a two hour meeting like that's, we really vibed that's when you vibe, yeah. <laughs> um, and he started representing me and so I, I worked with him for a year I wrote a new pilot in that time mm-hmm. I also did like smaller freelance work like I worked with a video game company mm-hmm. and like different things to kind of make money on the side mm-hmm. um and then um, at the end of that first year with my new pilot, he sent it out. And that's how I got the staff writing gig on Warrior Nun nice. in 2018. Oh, you, so. oh so you were in Warrior Nun? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I've seen, like, I've seen like Couple episodes. three, four episodes, four episodes like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I, lo- um, I love um, Joaquin Delmeda. He's like one of my favorite actors. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's lovely. One, he's one of my favorite actors. He's yeah. lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't finish it only because... I got on my show and I was like, well, I don't have anything else to, <laughs> can't, watch, can't watch anything when I'm on the show. Um, um, oh, that's fascinating. So, okay, but see, here's the thing I, I want to say again about, for those listening about AFI, um, because this is a conservatory. It's not like going to USC or UCLA. I, most of the people that I know who have come out of AFI, mm-hmm. filmmakers, editors, writers, are, they really know the fucking craft. I think it's a different. It's just, so just just explain to me one more time. So what do you just general? What do you learn if you go to USC that you're not learning at conservatory? I don't really you can know. Fill it in too. Well, I mean, well, okay. Well, look, I this this is one of the things that I've I've noticed. They have a there's a library at AFI mm-hmm. where you can go and like watch these like videotapes of of people who've come to speak. Oh, you okay. know, like mm-hmm. give little seminars. Mm-hmm. And it's the cream of the crop of the industry over the last 50 years or something sure. like that. And it's like, okay, wait a minute. You're getting all these people to come and talk. Right. And if they're talking, then there's other people. There's, it's, I think the, the, level of people that, the, the level of people that they're able to get at a certain point in their career 
is it puts you in a different sphere of, of who you're around. I'm yeah. not saying great people don't go to USC. Obviously, great people oh, come yeah. out of it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a different... Is a different the, the, who AFI is able to get to like not just to be a mentor but to talk to you about the industry and the craft mm. is different. Those one on ones and shit. Mm-hmm. It's just <clears throat> higher. I mean, like mm. you can go there and like there's like you know I mean like you can name a director. He saw be spoken there, mm-hmm. and there's and there's probably there's probably a videotape of him. You can go listen to him yeah. talk. Like fucking John Wells. Like all, I mean, it's mm-hmm. not just a, but it's just these these you, and it's, it's open to everybody. That's mm-hmm. the thing too. It's open to everybody to go see. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it's it, and look, it's no knock on UC, UC, USC or, or UCLA. Those are great programs. You know, a lot of people fucking come oh, out yeah. of there, fucking make money. I mm-hmm. mean, everything like that. But I just feel like there's something about. But there's also a lot of people who I know who come out of those programs who don't make it who don't who's who kind of like flounder mm-hmm. who don't i mean I, I i remember when i first came out here i knew so many kids who came out of usc and were and and were working these odd jobs with me you know and i was like you but you, you guys dumped all this money mm-hmm. and you made these shorts and all this kind of stuff like this and i think also with like you the the afi who they get to teach i don't think they that they're that the and now, I don't know this, so you can correct me. But I think that the the rotation is different. Like you might come and t- teach for a semester or teach for a year, and you might be. I actually taught last summer. Y- yeah, you know, yeah. You know but but I was like the adjunct. Uh, yeah, adjunct. Yeah, adjunct. so I never got on. Yeah, but oh. they brought me in in case something yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah, yeah. So 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 yeah. So so I th- so I think the 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 people who come in to teach there's it's a, it's a shorter commitment. So they can get like like higher end people to do it because usually yeah. I mean you could probably do it at UC you, you for instance Spike Lee teaches at NYU right. for a semester every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Matty Rich does it AFI. Yeah. So yeah. See, see, yeah. there you go. So you just, there's all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. So I just I'm, I just say that for people listening, not to knock the other things, but it's like it 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 makes so much sense to me. That you being like very young and showing the talent, and then you going there, and it gets really, really sharp, and then you go there, and the manager's like calls you that weekend, like I'm gonna fucking like hire, I'm gonna work with you, and then and then a year later you're on a show, like like to me like that's like a very uh, projector is well it's, to a degree it's kind of, I, I, I mean you're not knocking this but it's like that's like a no brainer path <laughs> but it, I mean I'm just oh blah 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 it's mm-hmm. like it's like it's like from my experience it's expected but that's not that's not to downgrade anything from you no, that's just to say this is this is this is how good you are because because <laughs> you did it when you were young you know um, and it happened really fast and you on a big Netflix show so oh, Sheila let thank me you. Let, that's we, very we, sweet we were talking earlier when you tell people what type of writer are you what do you say um, I mean, I'd say I'm a, I'm a drama writer who leans towards genre. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really do like genre. But at the end of the day, like, similar to what you guys were saying earlier, like, my samples are all straight drama. Mm. None of my samples are genre samples. Oh, really? But they've gotten me, like, a lot of genre work. Interesting. But I think it's mainly just because, um, at least for me, the most important thing about any story, regardless of, of whatever genre it is, mm-hmm. is, like, the character yeah. and, like, their story and yeah. their arc. And so I think... Um, I think that's kind of where my voice lends itself in in genre rooms, like where everyone's talking about world building and superpowers and like all the cool stuff. I'm mm. like, but how does this make the character feel? <laughs> that's no, no, me no, in the no, 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 it's important. It's super important. It's, look, it's, it's like like I was saying, like the, the, there was the, the supervising producer on my show who came from from Anne of of Anne with the an E. Mm-hmm. She would always stop us and say. 
yeah, but what's happening with her, like like her emotionally here? Mm-hmm. You know, like we was oh, what are we gonna do here about flippancy, flippancy? She was like, yeah, but and I asked her. I said, I, I was like, how does this work for you? She was like, I can't even fig- I, can't, I can't even like think about plot mm-hmm. till I know what someone's gonna be doing emotionally. Yep, and. I was, and that like taught me so much as a, as a, oh, I, oh, that's interesting because then I, I realized that when, like, cause she and I would work together, uh, like quite a bit, like sometimes just, just like, just, uh, just, just breaking the episode, like an mm-hmm. early structure of it. And she had always say, this was going to happen emotionally here, this was going to happen emotionally here, this was going to happen emotionally here. And, and you kind of like, oh, and it kind of just showed me a different kind of roadmap mm-hmm. to say, here's how we, are gonna like design the episode because mm-hmm. what I realized so much is, particularly on a genre show, mm-hmm. all that world building shit it doesn't matter because right. because because like it might get changed around because of so much shit like something else might happen or we're gonna do this differently or blah 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 or we can't afford this or shit like that. Mm-hmm. But if you know that it has to, some right here has to happen emotionally to to, to bring us here, then it's this this other stuff is like. You know, like that's not the same. That that's like that's all deal with choice shit. You know, right. <clears throat> and you can even like, or at least my favorite thing to do is to try to link the other things to the emotion. So this, like, yeah. you can find like if you have a cool like superpower thing you want to do, right. and you figure out like how the characters arc and like where you want them to be in the next beat can kind of influence that exactly bring that yep. out it's, it's, or or detract you're, you're from it or you know right. do something yeah. to it yeah then then it then it really well, feels then it feels like it yeah. well, well, it's, one it's moving the story it's, forward it's, yeah so it's one of those things that when you watch the scene you're like oh shit like you, know, you feel something for them as opposed to that's cool yeah you know there's a, there's a slight there's a slight difference i mean there's something i'm working on now a feature where in the opening of the script, this guy's parents get killed in a fire hmm. that uh, the police kind of set their house on. I will kind of thing. <laughs> and some people, some, someone has said to me, why do you start the script that way? Because then you flash forward to like 15, 20 years later. Mm-hmm. There's a big moment later on in the movie where he's stuck somewhere and that, and that place lit, is lit on fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And he's got to go through the fire to like survive. And mm-hmm. So fire is his. It's his thing. It's like yeah. well, I lost my whole family right. through fire, and now I can lose the girl that I'm with now, and the clue that I need is all burning. Right. And if I, I have to run through the fire to save the clue, save the girl, and jump out the window, <gasps> you know, because it's like it means something <laughs> to him. You know, as opposed to hey, I'm, just, I'm just burning a building. That's right. cool. mm-hmm. So yeah. Let me ask you, uh, Sheila. So you, would you do one season of that? Um, two seasons. Two seasons. Okay. So I was going to ask you, how did you get over to Paul? Zib- I can never say his last name. Zabisky. Uh, wait, Spashevsky. Spashevsky. He's told me this like five times. I can never fucking say it. <laughs> oh, is he look. on? Um, he's 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 doing a Marvel show. Is he doing a Marvel show? Um, yeah, I did yeah. Hellstrom. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. His room. Yeah, 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 that yeah. was that was my story editor job. Thanks, yeah. Paul. <laughs> I brought him in. I don't know how you got the job. I'm curious, but I brought him in to come speak to our um, uh, showrunners thing. The black. The, mm-hmm. the, we do the the showrunners thing, whatever, mm-hmm. for the black committee, and um, and he was staffing for that. And so I remember um, he was looking for his number two, and he reached out to me and go, hey, do you know this person? And I was like, yeah, she was the number two on my show, and she's dope. And she's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You were talking about your, your yeah, yeah. she's like that too. So I think, he's, I think he hired her. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah that's what I he thought. He did. Okay. Because she's so, amazing. Yeah, she's dope, <laughs> isn't she? Yeah. She killed it. Yeah. Um, but so how did I get Hellstrom? Yeah. So... 
I so this was like right at the beginning of the agency action. So I guess it was like twenty nineteen ish. And were we away from our agents at this time? Maybe yeah, maybe <laughs> just just a little bit. <laughs> um, and so they they were having like these mixers, like these WGA like right. mixer events. And there was one for like writers of color. And I was like, ooh, that's me. Mm-hmm. So I went to one and. Paul was there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because he knows um the fuck's his name? His Twitter thing is fucking Moneybag Ho. You know who Oh, yeah, I know he's in Kirk Moore. Kirk Moore. Yes. yes. Kirk Moore, yeah. <laughs> I love him. Um, but yes, um so Paul was there and like we ended up kind of accidentally talking and I didn't know that he was like staffing for the right. show. I, I didn't even really know he was a showrunner. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to him. And it just ended up that we liked our conversation right. and exchanged information. And then I I had a separate meeting, completely unrelated to meeting Paul, hmm. um, with the executive okay. at, at Marvel TV who was over that show. Mm-hmm. And so I guess she passed my name to Paul and Paul remembered me from the party. Mm. And then I got the showrunner meeting and then... I ended up on the show, yes. so it was kind of accidental that I <laughs> that I no, got. I mean, started, I mean, I mean it is, but it isn't because what this is the thing about we talked about like why you got to be out here. Yeah, exactly. And and even though it's hard in the pandemic, it's about the little things. The little things. Yeah. Hey, I meet someone mm-hmm. at a party, they can say yes to you. They 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 might remember you because like I was at one of Kirk's things, mm-hmm. and I met Megan Brander, who mm-hmm. was at. Um, uh, she was at Marvel TV at yeah, the time Megan. Right. and uh, I was like oh blah, blah, blah. we were talking and then some dude was like hogging all her time who got there's always somebody at the party <laughs> well no it's it so someone we know who got who claims he got blackballed um, oh yeah I and, know exactly you know exactly what I'm talking about and, 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 and it's like and I, and I feel like and I, and I was like I just want to like say hello blah 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 and then I finally and I and I finally got her to touch and I said just, I just want to meet with you blah 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 and I love your work and I, mean, I love what you're doing she's like oh, just, well, just send me some something to read you know and that wouldn't happen if I wasn't hanging out with Kirk right. you know if I was, and I was just being Kirk patient Kirk is a helpful motherfucker you know and, just, <laughs> and, and it was all I mean it's all really about these and then if he remembered you it's like these little shits passing in the night kind of thing right. happens <clears throat> and then it's like oh I met you before somewhere and you were cool because right. there's a lot of times people are assholes mm-hmm. that's you know? true and, and by the way over the s- summer no over um, over my birthday I think it was Labor Day somewhere around there because we were on we were in Palm Springs and Paul did that you know we did those those showrunner things yeah. where he did. Were you on that call? I, no, don't, I don't think you were. You I would was. need to be. But um, <clears throat> so I, I wasn't planning to be on because I would like to save the spot for somebody who needs it. And then they hit me up going, hey, somebody jumped off. Mm-hmm. There's a spot. Do you want to just do it? And I was like, yeah, just put me on. I love Paul. <laughs> so I did. But it was cool. Is he really just broke down how he runs the show. Yeah. You know, which was really helpful for me, for me, all the shit that I'm trying to do. So it just got my mind thinking in a different way. And then I did one with Aaron, Michelle Thomas, mm-hmm. just to get my mind in that in that space. So they're, they've been really, really helpful to at least, you know, see how they think. Yeah. yeah well, I mean? I mean, you know, I, I, I think that everybody... Yeah, because Paul was on Agents of Shield for a long time. Yep. And um, <clears throat> I can't remember who was. I think I think one of Josh Whedon's brothers or something like that, or sister was running that. But it's like everybody has a way of doing this show. But ultimately, it's like I would say that like eighty percent of it is all the same. 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and it's the, this, the other 20% is that person's personality yeah. that kind of comes through. Um, um, it's, it, but but and I think I think a, a lot of it is you meet someone and do you see your personality kind of like feels right in a simple like, hey, we're having drinks kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, because so much of it is, you know, the stress of it is, is hanging out with someone that you can hang out with. Without, you know, I mean, I mean, look, I just been sixty weeks on a show, right? right? Mm-hmm. And 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 my boss kept saying early on, like, this is one of the best rooms he's had, mm-hmm. and he'd been working since oh, I don't know, almost twenty years, right. and it's like, because he knew he put together a room that everyone could hang out, and there was no one who was really like. No one was. There was no one who was an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean. I mean. Honestly, like, yeah, like you weeded that person out. Right? Well, no. I mean, look, look, the person, the person, the person, <clears throat> person who was an asshole, mm-hmm. co-creator of the show, quit. Right. <laughs> Set him out. Thank God. You know. <laughs> and the sh- and then the minute the person was gone, like the room kind of just elevated. Like mm-hmm. it was like ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know. Because mm-hmm. it was something. I I, I don't know. <clears throat> so, but but that's the key. About being like meeting someone in the small. So now, what's up for you next? Oh no, no, before you get to that, I was just going to ask you when you when you were working on um, Warrior Nun, mm-hmm. did you go staff writer to story editor, or did you have to do it again? I'm always asking yeah, these no. questions because the people out there see us in these positions. They go, "Oh, it was easy for them." For sure, and they just don't know. For sure, no. I so I did staff writer on season one of Warrior Nun, mm-hmm. and then I was a story editor on Hellstrom, right. and then I had to do story editor again on season two of Warrior Nun, just because I think that was that's how the way my the contract, contract was yeah. originally. Oh, because yeah. the, the contract yeah. it was in yeah. between it, and then oh, when the yeah. show came back. That's where she was. But it'd be, yeah. it'd be, it, it probably would have been. But but you probably could have asked for executive story editor if you hadn't worked on season one. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like 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 if you're coming off of Hellstrom as a, as a as a story editor and mm-hmm. you went to another show, you could right. ask for for executive story editor. Right? And, and and next time you can ask for co producer, right? Because you you've because because you've done enough time. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's the that that's the general idea. <laughs> but but yeah, it was weird. It was like I. Like I, I did Hellstrom and then I came back to Warrior Nun and it was just, I guess contractual. Yeah. They were like, nope, you're a story editor for season two. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, because they they have an option on you like that, yep. mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. how, and it's already like 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 you can't. Well, you already signed it. You already from, signed yeah, you it. Signed you already it. signed yeah. it from before. Yep. Like, exactly. hey, we're just we're, we're just formed a contract. So right. we, we're, like, mm-hmm. we're not going to renegotiate. Right. It's just yeah. just because you just because just because we were slow mm-hmm. in coming back. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah, so that's the thing. At that, least you got the bump because a lot of people don't get the bump. So yeah, a lot of people you got to respect staff that. Writer. Yeah. I'm a lot. I mean, yes. A lot of people. Yes. You know. And I will say, like, one thing that I love and respect so much about um, Paul and and Simon. I had I had two great showrunners on both shows. Um, but Paul for Hellstrom made sure that all of us got to go to set and produce our episodes. Yeah, he talks which, about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, <clears throat> I know that's so rare mm-hmm. for a lot of people, and so I, like, so cherish yeah. and appreciate that experience. Like, yeah. I learned so much. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing in our show, like, you know, we were meeting in person the mm-hmm. whole time. And the main reason why... But you we, started on Zoom for, like, we, well, a couple we, months, We right? started on Zoom because we weren't shooting. But the right. minute we started shooting, he was like... My boss was like, I want you in person. I want you here. I need you here. <laughs> We're like, what do you need us here for? <laughs> I mean, to me, because it was like this hour drive up to Santa Clarita every day. And I, but it was cool because he was like, 
go down to set whenever you want. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna go down to set like it, it didn't matter whose episode I was. Mm-hmm. You know, I was go, I just, I just run down there. You know, hang out. I did my, my episode, I went down there. He had a little suit on, like he's important. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> like he a producer. Um, some shit. I did. The, I mean, like, like for my episode, like, I got to hang out with my director mm-hmm. for like three, four days beforehand. Mm-hmm. So nice. You know, and did you get to do the tone meeting and gender. I did the tone meeting. I nice. did. I did the whole thing. I, I, for my episode, I did the whole thing. Nice. The tone meeting, the production meeting, the the multiple VFX meeting. Dope. Because you're just like, it costs you that know, much money to do this shot? Which you know a lot about, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? This is y'all, <laughs> y'all trying to rob us. <laughs> like, my cousin, kept, my cousin can do this for 10 days. I kept saying, <laughs> I kept saying, dude, you need to go to Korea. Exactly. You need to go to Korea right now. I, I, I understand why they outsource. Because y'all need to do Korea. I mean, I was just like, I can't believe this is what it is. Yeah. Like, and we're like, well, you, and that shit too, though. All of a sudden, you're like, hey, you know what? We, we have to rewrite scenes because yep. right. we can't afford what you wrote. Right. Yep. You know, and it was like, ah, uh, uh, oh, let me ask you a question. What was the deepest revision you did? Not not Ooh. you, but you know, but on the script. Like, did you get to like, so like you know, like double cherry? Did you get to like, did you get that deep into the mix? Oh gosh, I believe like goldenrod or uh, something, God. or maybe buff. It was either goldenrod or buff. Which is which is probably like which is probably explain like, it to people who don't yeah, know what so, we're talking so, about. So the scripts come in and here's the production draft and it's white mm-hmm. and then the first one is blue then it's red then it's green <laughs> then it's cherry then it's like goldenrod then it's like salmon then it's mm-hmm. buff and then it's something else then right you get to like double blue that's what we had on ours yeah. was like you know like double yellow double golden rod oh on some of this I mean, disgusting. I mean on like so many scripts so many i mean it was crazy that's, that's what it was crazy. crazy i mean you're sitting there going this is 15 <clears throat> drafts on, mm-hmm. on on multiple scripts and not because we didn't know the story was it's because you go in and you go okay we can't afford this yep we can't afford what was written Hmm. Which to me, I've telling I, this is the thing that I find strange about television. This is, this is the thing about movies and television is different. Is that the movies you write the thing to the budget and they go, mm-hmm. well, no, you know, you write the script and then they budget it. Right. They go, hey, yeah, this is gonna oh, be. Yeah. It's after effects. It's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, hey, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. yeah, we write the script. Hey, mm-hmm. this is gonna be thirty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what. But the, but the, but but let's do for twenty five because whatever these things mm-hmm. the metrics numbers television like hey, just write the fuck you want. And then roll in and go. Well, you, the 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 cap on this this whole season <laughs> is X, mm-hmm. so you can't. It's just so. I think it's weird, right. but that's only because I come from writing movies where you like where it's where, where you're not rewriting so much because of budget. But it, but it allows you to decide which episodes might be the bottle or not because yep. you know you only have sixty million dollars as an example. Yep. <clears throat> so. You want that money to go no, that's, to that's exactly right. That's, the end that's, as yep. opposed that's to the middle. That's exactly so, right. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. Unless every episode's a bottle. But that's that's, <laughs> that's another story. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you think it is that you do that has kept you staffed? When, when you think no, it's a it's a real question. That's a good question. Because Chris and I talked about this a little bit. Um and so I'm always curious, you know, from people who are working, like, what do you think you do in your interviews? What do you think you do when you're in the room that people are like, hey, bitch, you coming back next week? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a really good question because to be honest, I've never like, I've never been so introspective. I've never mm-hmm. thought about it very deeply, but I I like to think that maybe it's because I'm, I try to be kind to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, I think 
I don't know. I, I you hear all the horror stories about like all the assholes in right, this right, right, industry, right. and so I just I so deeply don't want to be one of those people. <laughs> um, so I, I try to be nice to everyone and and try to be like a, a good person to yeah. be around that that people like to hopefully work with and hang out with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the other piece of it is like, I mean, I'm I'm still pretty green so i'm still learning like my niche really in in the room but Mm -hmm. i think kind of knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and like trying to play to your strengths like i said a lot of my pitches like are very character and story based and i know that that's a strength of mine so whenever i have an opportunity to do that in the room like i i love to kind of like capitalize on those moments Mm -hmm. as much as possible um, but yeah, I, I think it's I think it's that. I think it's like learning your strengths, learning your weaknesses, and also just being nice. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think you found being in the room for over a year or two now? What do you figure out? Well, um, you kind of mentioned a little bit of it earlier about keeping everybody. Yeah. Going well, okay, but so but here here the thing is is that like, um, one, like. I would always know how to like pick to to pick my time to talk, mm-hmm. you know, because as like a staff writer, you can maybe get lost mm-hmm. because you don't feel because everyone's telling you don't talk, don't talk, don't talk, which is wrong. It's just like find the time to talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also found this thing where where I was like, I want to say one thing that sticks every day. Mm. I don't know. That might mean I got to say ten things, or I might have ten ideas, and and those things get said by someone else where I get to talk. But then I'm like, okay, so now I got to keep thinking. I got, and mm-hmm. I just so it's like staying focused on what's happening, and then mm-hmm. trying to go where is the next problem, or right. where is this, or th- so it's like I would always try to th- problem solve stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, I think the hardest thing to so anticipating. Change. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or just you we sitting at the board for like an hour. Like, what mm-hmm. are we gonna do? And then it's like, and then it's. I think the hardest thing for me transitioning from coming in from doing features for so long and then writing television is, is that, and then the same thing happens when you write pilots is that you only write one thing. You write a story, right. and you're mm-hmm. not really in your mind. You don't have it, to track it. You, yeah, your mind's not geared to mm-hmm. tracking it out episode right. wise. And then it's like, uh, you know, I mean, you know how when you write a movie, it's like when you're done with that thing, you're exa- you've exhausted it, mm-hmm. you know, like emotionally, like that, but it's like, yeah, that's only two episodes. Right. So we got more to do. Mm-hmm. So, so you have to kind of be more into the, um, you know, like into the, uh, uh, just the, tracking the story, tracking what's happening, thinking about what might happen later on. Because I remember we're still, we, like there's something that we came up with, I was like, oh, you know what we need to do in this episode that was shooting. <laughs> hey, hey can, can we can we before this I check I checked the, the script mm. and it's not so two days from now can we change this scene so we can reflect what happened now like like, like three episodes later mm-hmm. you know like stuff like that you know mm-hmm. like catching little small things you know uh, I mean that's the thing it's like you know you have to keep the whole movie in your head when you're writing a movie yeah. that you that you're not necessarily responsible for all doing that mm-hmm. when you're writing a television you might just want to keep your episode in mm-hmm. but I feel like to move up then you want to be able to like you know to I mean that's what I did you know see that's yeah. the problem you get on a show and like sometimes the scripts keep changing so much and you're like okay I read three of these already 
Like mm-hmm. I gotta read another one. You know, you, it kind of keeps going sometimes where they keep revising, 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 and you're like, how am I even gonna remember what the fuck was in the last episode mm-hmm. when they? Ch- you know what I mean? It's like we, a weird yeah. thing. You have to just be on top of. No. It's hard. Did they send you full scripts or did they just send you the the the, the, the pages? It depends. Um, definitely. And then you're waiting for the showrunner to finish their version. And then it takes you, you know what I mean? You're a week away from the thing you saw the last time or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like there's these gaps in well, between times. I mean, I mean, look, I, my situation was different. But we would get the updates and they'd get the full script collated. Right. And then we would get the... Um, so they just insert the, uh, the pages and and the, and the and the actual change pages, right. and then because I would use scriptation, you mm-hmm. know, your boys thing, mm-hmm. and just like update it so it so it would carry my notes from the one draft over to the next. Mm-hmm. So it would constantly I kept up those. I mean, I mean we. What what did Jane call the time? Oh, she called it version itis. <laughs> she was like, I, I I just don't know where we are right now. Right. Like like, is this still in the script? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, we were getting the stuff. We were like, is this still in the script? Because mm-hmm. no one knew because it was it, sometimes it wasn't even like, um, yeah, we were waiting for the showrunner or the number two to do his pass, and then that pass is usually like pulling down page count, and we were like, did it stay? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes we wouldn't know because we wouldn't. Because there was things that were being removed for just crazy reasons, mm-hmm. and then we were like, "I don't, we don't even know." Yeah, <laughs> wow. we don't even. Know. We just have to look at it when the time comes. There's a lot to read, and um, I just feel like, again, back to what I think to be great in the room. Because the room is, um, you can't fake who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a story, like, I, I remember that, that, like, Linnell sent me a story mm-hmm. a couple months ago. Like, somebody claimed they had been in the Iraq War. Oh, yeah, that, that and woman. That oh, woman. And, and, and it wasn't, because mm-hmm. another vet came on who had been in the war and, like, was like, you don't seem like you were really in the war. And just, like, <laughs> and kind of sussed her out, right. you know, and found out that she had lied about everything. Right. You know, but so it's like... Knowing your strengths and weaknesses is, is is you knowing who you are and just being you. Mm-hmm. Because you can't fake stuff. You can't. Uh, you didn't know too many people too long. Uh, I mean, if you were really psychopathic, you could. Cause it, but, 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 but then you're like, you probably have to have a spreadsheet to keep track of like things that are <laughs> right. wrong, you know, mm-hmm. and that's too much brain space. You know, and, and then honestly, just, just, you just, just fucking lean into your strengths. Because the thing that, you realize if you suffer, and probably all do. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna if you did in your first season, Warrior Nun is the imposter syndrome. Yep. Oh God, I still have imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because what happens is that you because you get in there, and it you will go, never go away. Well, because the thing is, you get there and you go, these motherfuckers know how to write. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. you're like, God damn. Or look how fast she broke down that <laughs> yeah. board. Yeah, look you know, how fast she broke down that board. You know, and did well, you hear that pitch? Yes, you yeah. hear oh that my pitch. God. You know, you're like, God damn. And the thing is, is that what's in your brain is you're like, I don't even know why I'm here because I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, he was been on five seasons of television, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and four with the showrunner. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, there's a different kind of second hand all this kind of stuff that you know it's just different Um, and you can't let that bother you it bothered shit out of me first season shit out of me because I was like why am I here 
Sheila, I've, I've told the story. <clears throat> we, were, we were in our room on Deadly Class a couple weeks in, mm-hmm. and two of the producers were talking about philosophy and politics, which I know nothing about because I don't <laughs> care about them. And I started shrinking in the room. I was literally going, uh-huh. like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing, mm-hmm. literally. And I looked down at the, at the, at the, on the table, and we have the master comic for Deadly Class. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to busy myself, mm-hmm. right? And so I open it up, just like flipping through, like I'm mm-hmm. pretending to do. And I stop on this character came, named Maude Steven. He's a character we're going to introduce in season two if we mm-hmm. got a season two. Mm-hmm. And he's like me, rides scooters, 60 suits, like a really cool 60 style dude, right? Mm-hmm. He's gay, like all these things, right? And I was like, and I literally look around the whole table. I'm like, oh, that's why I'm here. Like, none of these people are him. Exactly. And I was like, oh, they could talk about politics all day. <laughs> when we talk about the punk rock shit, that's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I literally had to remind myself, mm-hmm. and I literally puffed my chest up. You know, and luckily it was just two or three weeks in, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was able to snap out of it really quick. Mm -hmm. And it lasted for like five minutes. And then I got up and went to the bathroom, came back. I was like, you tripping. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) You know how to do this. Yeah. Despite them talking about politics. It's got nothing to do with the show. show. So, so, I mean, mean, so there's there's a couple of things that that can trip you up is is the the relationships of people like outside of the show. Mm You know, because if you're new and they've worked together, then you're like... Yeah, they already have room dynamic. Yeah. Dynamic. Yeah. Um, or you see what they're able to do because of where they are in their career. The right. upper-level writers, they're there for a reason that they're upper-level writers. They know how to, like, do it. Right. And you, no matter how much you've done to get in, you don't, you haven't done it. Yeah. And it's, it's all, like, the muscle. And the more you do it... I mean, like, you sit in the room and, like... Watch what people do, and if you're if you're smart at all, you go, oh, so they do it, you know. I'm, I remember like you know the 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 other staff writer became story editor with me. I remember like I I was watching her when she was like pitching the way that my boss liked to hear the pitch, mm. you know, because he because sometimes he likes to hear movie references, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and she was going, oh, it's going to be like this, it's going to be like this, it's going to be like a pop-ups now, blah blah blah, and the crazy, and then and then we were catching her, we were like. You ain't even seen this movie, have you? Because <laughs> you know it, but you haven't seen it. Cause she was like, she's like 25 or something yeah. like that. She, she was like, no, I haven't seen it. I mean, it was, but, but it became this thing with her where she, and this is the thing that's weird too, is like, and it's, and we would joke with her all the time about it. Um, she hadn't seen a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and she couldn't because she doesn't have, you know, we, some people have 20 years on her. Mm-hmm. So, that's and that's probably... Another like yeah. she'll never be able to she'll catch ne- up. She'll, no, she'll yeah. never be able to catch up. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that. But she was cool with us joking with her because then she would spin it back at us. Sometimes mm-hmm. she would go, and you know, this is on apocalypse now, and you know, like <laughs> you know, and, and, and not know, not right. just fucking around. But it was like, but she knew how to like not take it personally, mm-hmm. and then be able to to roll with it, you yeah. know. And that was the thing. But I could see how. Early on, that could make you feel like I don't know how to do this because 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 I don't know how to tell the stories the way he likes to hear the stories, yeah. or or she likes to hear the stories as you're showing her, and that could leave you in a position where you don't know where you are. But I think that what 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 people don't realize is is that the showrunner isn't the only person who's read your work. It's probably both number twos have read your work. Mm-hmm. 
and they've talked and they and the showman was like well i met him or i met her mm-hmm. he seemed really really cool and and then they're like okay well it's, he, she seems cool and what if, do you like the writing you like the writing you go, okay yeah cool all right let's bring her in mm-hmm. that's kind of how it is and <clears throat> and and those three people that brain trust on the show they know the expectations on you when you're younger are 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 different you know but they go but you look like from what i you, but you sounded cool and you can deliver on the page so that's kind of what we mm-hmm. it, the rest of it will figure it out and mm-hmm. it, and if you've lied about yourself or whatever fuck it is or like they'll find that out soon it'll show mm-hmm. and then you won't come mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. you know and um or they'll make you repeat because they don't feel like that you have the the sauce to right. to go forward, mm-hmm. you know. Because it's really about a response. Like the really thing is, is it's like a like like I think it's a responsibility thing, and it is a um, and it's delivering on the work, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like I remember when we started second season when I got the bump to the thing mm-hmm. uh, my boss he, he brought in uh, one of his an EP that we worked with on his previous show and um, he's a Latin guy he's a super fucking great guy and he just came to my office one day and he was like hey man I just want you to like and he just kind of broke down he was like look when I was staff writer on my first show with your boss I just we sit I'd sit around all day mm. so do not take this as anything personal if you don't got involved in some of the upper level conversations and he, I was like oh that's really really fucking that's exactly what you need yeah yeah because yeah. that's you, a great number yeah mm-hmm. came in there and told me that and mm-hmm. then he and I were talking and I, and then like a few weeks later we were doing stuff and I, I went to the office and said dude you know because he asked me to write some of the audition stuff mm-hmm. and because uh, he didn't have time and he was like and he like, hit me back and he said dude I fucking love what you wrote mm-hmm. and then two days later I was like dude let me tell you something I, I went in and asked him I said I want to do more because I can do more right you know, and a, so there's 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 that confidence. Yeah, there was have. there was a window where you were kind of sitting around for a minute. Oh, I was sitting around for a long yeah. time. Right, <laughs> I was sitting around for a month and a half. <laughs> that was a long time. Um, I mean, I was working, but yeah. it's just. It, but there was a month and a half where I was off contract, extended, and I didn't know if I was coming back. Right. I didn't know if I was being. Uh, uh, or getting the bump too so it was just like what's gonna happen and then when it all changed it was it, it, it's different here's the thing for me and all the people told me the minute I came back second season they were like there was a distinct moment when you changed in the room it's a distinct moment and I was like well yeah because the pressure of not of coming back was off my shoulder exactly yeah and there's a you can huge, relax now. Yeah, yeah and there's a huge amount yeah. of that that being black, you know all the stories. Yep. You have to be story editor for three or four yep. times. I was mm-hmm. like, I mean, we're a staff writer. I was mm-hmm. like, no, fuck that. Because mm-hmm. I know I'm too good. Right. I'm not saying that, well, I have to have that confidence. Yeah. You know, but it's just like, I, I knew, and it, but, but, but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So when you know. Your job you is always on the line. Yeah, yeah. always, you know? constantly. Let me ask you a cool question before we let you go. When you got to produce your episode, <clears throat> did, and this is something Chris and I talk about a lot, sometimes the things you learned before come into fruition for something you're doing now, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, when you were at AFI, when you were in college and you were, you know, doing the director track or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, all those things come into play. Now you got to go to the set. Well, you've been on a set because you had to shoot a short. Whatever the thing is, mm-hmm. it's just a bigger scale. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you feel not as nervous or crazy about it 
because it was familiar or were you like, oh my God, I had no idea what to do because it was completely, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I will say I am I feel like I'm pretty comfortable on set just because mm-hmm. throughout college and like in AFI, like they really like put us on set and right. like taught us protocol. And so like I'm, I, I was comfortable being on set, but I'd never obviously been a producing writer. Right. And so I, it was, the first weird thing for me was I get to sit in vi- Video Village and not like, <laughs> I don't have to go get coffee. Like, right, I'm not, right, like, right. you know, running around. But Somebody does that for me? <laughs> exactly. It was weird. I was like, whoa, what? But then, but then the second part of it was that I kind of quickly, like, I made friends with um, my director, Amanda, who was amazing. Mm-hmm. And she and I had a really good, like, rapport with each other. Okay. And so when when like I know like I pretty much just let her do her thing but like when I knew something wasn't working or I knew that we needed something for like a later episode or like whatever it was with the shot like I found that I was pretty comfortable like talking to her about it and Mm -hmm. bringing it up and and like all that stuff I learned (laughs) like from AFI and Columbia Mm -hmm. about like being on set and the shot and the setups and everything like it was it was pretty second nature to me. So yeah, you called back right to it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt strangely more confident on set than I did in That's the good. room. That's good. <laughs> oh, so, let me So for your episode, like, did you get to like uh, be in on the the casting of your episode? If, if there was any new characters or look at costumes or anything like that? Yeah, it was really cool. I got to do like all the meetings similar to you, like nice. the VFX meetings and the you know the tone meetings, and then we did have a character get introduced, and I got to like write the sides, which was really cool, oh, cool. Um, for them to audition that person. And so, yeah, it was it was it was very it was a lot of work and it was very involved, but I'm really glad I did it it was awesome yeah because it it, it, it it you know for those who don't know the tone meeting is is basically when they explain what like what the tone of the episode has to be to the director who doesn't who hasn't said you go through yeah, page by page, page, by yeah. page yeah. and like hey and they have questions I mean you know it's 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 interesting um the tone meeting you know the, the VFX meeting you yeah. go you go over to budget you go over to shots mm-hmm. You know, script whatever. The first AD goes over it, and then goes over it. the pages that just have the VFX, and they talk about the money. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have your editor in the room? I know some shows try to have their editor, and some some people don't. Mm-hmm. You mean in the in the on the even in the tone meetings, a lot of times they try to have the editor in mm-hmm. because it just makes it easier for them to be on par or mm-hmm. on par with what's going on. That's smart. Um, I don't know because the tone meetings and every, and all the pressure stuff was on Zoom. Okay. You know, and 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 then and everyone had to have their um, unless you were talking, you keep the camera off Got to it. save bandwidth. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, and I, and I never met the editor, so I don't okay. know who that was. But um, everyone else, the VFX guy, person mm-hmm. designers, the, right. the prop people, being on set's cool because Post soup and everybody, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> because if you you know like you know. I've been on set a lot, so like a lot of people knew me. Right. And then, uh, and it was my episode. They come up and they ask you questions. Hey, um, so in this scene, we got this prop. What do you want? You mm-hmm. know, they, they, you're like, oh, I want this prop. I want this instead. I want this instead. <laughs> hey, can we change this line? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's the new line. You know, um, which is all. Which, which to, to me is truly what it is. It's it, like right. it's that's you've been groomed moment. for that. I know. Yeah, for sure. But for for those listening. That's what it is. Right. You think it's really exciting writing it, 
and it is mm -hmm. but it's, it's way more exciting when you're there yeah. and, and they're you and you're saying your lines right. <laughs> it, can, it gets redundant you know watching the over and over and over and six takes eight takes so yeah. depending on the show of course mm -hmm. <laughs> i have to be careful with that some people are like no two bitch that's all you got <laughs> um and that can be a little, you know, not monogamous, where you just kind of like, uh, you know, here we go again, and we do mm -hmm. it again. But if you find your reason, like you know me, Chris, when I'm on the set and I'm just in video, I'm just watching. Yeah. I'm just listening. You know what I mean? So that I could see and be your third eye or whatever. I trust you. Do mm -hmm. your thing. But if you need me, I'm here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, and so I enjoy watching to try to think and anticipate what I think he's going to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or what she's going to do. So then I'm having fun yeah. enjoying it. And then when I feel like they're doing good, I'll go wander around and check on the other departments and see how they're doing. You yeah. know what I mean? And so it just helps you to be a little bit more you know, at ease about everything on the set and you actually start to enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? For it, sure. Because it can get a little boring. It, it can. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know? you know, I mean, it's it's probably worse for me mm -hmm. than other people. Cause oh, because you want to be directed. <laughs> 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 I'm like, why are you getting this shot? Can I get another shot? I'm getting another <laughs> shot. What if we get just a little bit, same, a little different? Um, uh, uh, so that, um, did you get a cameo? No. Oh, you gonna tell her? I <laughs> I did not get a cameo. Did you ask for a cameo? No. I, you, you already see me. I'm nervous in front of this microphone and no one's even looking at me. What would I do on camera? Didn't she say she was an actor for a minute? You said, <laughs> no. you, were in theater. Theater. You, said you were in theater in high school. I wrote and directed plays. Oh, I did oh, not oh, act in plays. You were not clear about that. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> tell, her, tell her what happened really quick and then we'll wrap up. Well, I can't get in it because I see what the show oh, is. Shit, that's but um, I have a cameo. I it, 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 it's not something I asked for. It's something. What well, I volunteered is what it was. Oh, you volunteered. There was a situation that happened, and I'll tell you, tell you I go, do you get paid for that <laughs> separately? Because that's some bullshit. No. They just y'all. No, they I, used you. I kept telling my boss <clears throat> I want an appearance fee. I kept saying I, I need an appearance fee. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "You? What are you talking about?" Um, yeah, but uh, no, something something came up that was kind of funny, and uh, and and it was like, um, and 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 it was like one and 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 someone in the writer staff <clears throat> like had the opportunity mm -hmm. to be on. Because my boss couldn't do it, he had broke his foot, and I, and and the rest of them all chickened out. And I was like, I get to appear? <laughs> oh, I'm appearing. Exactly. I'm gonna appear. Legendary. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you're asking me, I'm gonna do it. You know. <laughs> um, and then I think the other the other story editor, she got like. Um, she was like an extra in one of the scenes, mm -hmm. but she get to be all with the dope costume and everything, mm -hmm. and like the hair and like yes. just I mean like really I mean she she came into the she came because she spent a lot of time on set for us like second season mm -hmm. and um, I mean, third season and she came to the uh, to the writers room one time at lunch and we were like who are you we're like oh it's you you know because <laughs> she looks so different yeah. and, like the uniform it was wild it was wild it was wild that's cool it was wild so what's next for you. <laughs> Or, well, or can, or can you say? Hold on, hold on. We got to talk about the Black Book really quick. How oh, you started book, it. Black yes. book, and the Forbes thing. I totally <laughs> forgot. Oh, my God. <laughs> so let's talk. Let's tell me really, everybody, how you came up with the Black Book and why, like, all that. Yeah, so um, it was during the agency action, um, <clears throat> and there was a lot of concern floating around about, like, 
black writers losing their agents and Mm -hmm. for a lot of them that being like their only avenue through which to get work and and i i think that's a valid fear like Mm -hmm. for for especially for black writers like there's already this idea in hollywood that like oh you can't find black writers like where are they like they're this weird enigma but then also on top of that us like firing our agents and so i saw on twitter someone made a list of some of the women writers um in the guild and i was like we should have a black one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's just a Google sheet. I started a Google sheet and I put it in our um, in our committee of black writers like Facebook page and had everyone add themselves. And then we posted it on Twitter. At what does like, it, it include? What's inside of it? What do people expect when they yeah, open it? Yeah, so it, it's, we're up to about 250 um, black writers now who are mm-hmm. all in the guild. And it has like their information, their contact info, the genres in which they write, their availability, whether or not they do television and features. Their pronouns, everything. Everything. (laughs) Everything you've ever wanted to know about these writers is all there listed in alphabetical order Mm -hmm. um, so that people who are looking to hire writers or looking to represent writers or whatever they need writers for, it's like you have a resource now. Mm -hmm. You can't say that you don't know where black writers are. I have one suggestion that Um, we probably should do because I think it's in alphabetical order right now. mm Mm-hmm. Maybe we change the alphabetical order and put it in groups of genre, drama, like that. So it makes mm-hmm. it little, because you know, we're getting all the things going, hey, I need somebody young adult. That I need somebody in animation. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice instead of searching who's animation, it'd be like, mm-hmm. this is the group of animation. Mm-hmm. So That's that might weird. be the next version yeah. if we decide. Yeah, um, absolutely. That'll make it easier, because I'm still getting people going, hey, do you need, you know, we're looking for someone like Tracy had that thing the other day mm-hmm. for AFI, and I was like, who teaches? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just like, yeah, it might absolutely. be nice to have just like a couple categories to simplify. Yeah, we the can genres totally, might be easier. Um, totally sort it that way. Um, but yeah. So because of that, mm-hmm. what happened? <laughs> so a couple months ago, I got emailed by one of the editors at Forbes okay. saying that I was being considered as a finalist for their thirty under thirty list, and I was like. <laughs> Okay, that's cool. Um, so I had to like fill out this little survey that they sent me, and then they asked for like a couple of like references, people who were like familiar with me and my work, and mm-hmm. I sent all of that in, and I didn't hear from them for several weeks. So I was like, well, that was cool. I probably didn't get that, understandably, because like, why would I get that? And then, like, the morning of December 1st, my friend texted me, and she's like, you're in Forbes magazine. <laughs> I was That's like, awesome. What? That's awesome. <laughs> it was so weird. So I guess I guess I'm a Forbes you, thirty you, under thirty you, now. That's, That's dope. dope. That's, That's real dope. Put that on your resume, bitch. That's good. <laughs> Shit. That's real dope. Well, honestly, that's part of my question. What's next? What's okay. next is I'm f- part of the thirty under thirty. I just found <laughs> out a week ago. <laughs> yeah, it's been really cool. I mean, I I'm I worked on a show that I don't know that I can talk about yet, but it's mm-hmm. for Apple TV. Um, and I got a pretty big bump on it. Yeah, so that was exciting. Nice. Um, that room just wrapped, and then I also just do I hear double bump coming up? Look. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Where my ten percent? <laughs> <laughs> and then what else? Uh, oh, I also just um, a friend and I we sold a feature pitch what? to a studio that I can't name, but I'm excited about nice. that too. So. That's great. 
Those little miss shy. Tell me, I don't know how to talk to nobody. <laughs> I'm awkward. I can't be uh-huh. on screen. Exactly. I, I can't get my cameos. Exactly. In. <laughs> I like to sit in the corner and write, guys. That's well. That's all. Awesome. That's that's great. That's yeah. that's fantastic. That is fantastic. Dreams come true. But see, here's what I love about you, Sheila. And uh, again, shout out to Michelle Amore. Yes. Um, is um, I love to see writers who are here one day and the next day they're here, meaning on another level, you know, especially when you worked hard and you deserve it. Like, you know, Chris, we've been talking for 10 years. I, I've said it for years. I'm so proud of him just to see him, you know, have this moment, mm-hmm. you know. That's why when you go home, it's your moment. You know, you earned it. You know, don't let me don't let me get upset. Okay, <laughs> you know, I'll protect you. So, uh, but seriously, so anyway, I'm really proud of you, seriously. Um, so glad you got the 30 for 30. And, you know, we keep promoting the crap out of the black book, you know, as you know. Damn near any showrunner, including Paul, everybody knows about the black book, you know. Um, so it's, it's a great thing. And thank you for stepping up and putting that together for us. Thank you. I feel like the writers on it are what make it amazing. So thanks to all of you possibly listening and, and everyone for, um, for updating your information and, and being awesome. Indeed. <laughs> and where can people find you? Are you on Twitter, Instagram, or where you at? Yes, I'm on Twitter <laughs> at She Willikers because <laughs> because I'm not funny. Um, <laughs> but that is funny. That's funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then I'm on I'm on um, Instagram as well. So same thing. Well, oh, I'm Mad Black Writer on Instagram. Mad black. I'm not writer. funny. I, I'm lame. So you say I'm mad black writer means you're an angry black writer or that you're a crazy Ooh. black writer? That was the point. I wanted you to wonder. Hmm. Well, hmm. since we know you're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a drama writer. Where are you at, Chris? <clears throat> Where am I? I am at uh, Unauthorized CBD on Twitter and Instagram. For yes. sure. And I am your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest, um, Instagram, fucking Clubhouse, <laughs> which I'm never on. Um, anyway, uh, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. <clears throat> Any questions, Screenwriters Rant Room at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever you guys listen to. We're everywhere. Um, Spotify. Um, please uh, give us a five star review we need that for the metrics what else we got Chris uh, you can go to the website which is which has not been updated in a while but understandably so I haven't had that much time but it is screenwritersrr.com you can support the show through our Patreon link uh, which is on the website which is screenwritersrr.com yeah, um, and you can buy like a mug you can buy some t-shirts uh that's different ways to support the show. So so do your best to support the show. Yeah, and if you wear those, buy those shirts and those mugs, whatever, take a picture, you know, tag us in it and we'll retweet it or repost yeah, it or we'll whatever. We'll post it over the place. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for for sure. sure. Indeed, indeed. Um, let me think. Lots of shit going on. Some good stuff happening. There's actually some shout outs I need to give. Sorry, but I don't remember them now. But oh. I, I well, so You can't look it up on your phone? No, because okay. I got to go look at something. But, uh, we, we need to tape next week anyway. So yeah, so next week, yeah. Um, everyone who has supported this show this year will get a shout out we appreciate you so much so so much um and that's it that's what's up so everybody joining us for wakanda forever <clears throat> you guys know how we do it on the rant room on the show we keep it real we keep it opinionated we keep it what everybody wakanda, wakanda forever, forever. <laughs> yeah peace y'all
what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the rent room.